Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about four. No one inch. honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, getting ready for this deer to stand up. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. That one, that one arrow cost me thirty-three thousand dollars. Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit and I was like oh no it fired you know crap I knew as soon as it left it was just a little high but he came right out in the field made a scrape right in the cornfield started grunting walked 30 yards made another scrape you're listening to the working class bow hunter that's right this is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket the working man just like me and you my name's Travis T-Bone Turner from the Bone Collector thank you for tuning in If you can count to 25 and then you do it again, that'd be how many episodes we're in. This is number 50 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Just under 50 episodes coming to you here from the Bucketorium at 1600 Buckslayer Place, Shivard, Illinois. Please stop sending us packages. We don't get them at this address. I am Steve. In the clarity of the mics, as always, brought to you by Clearshot Archery Products. And just go check them out, clearshotarchery.com. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Kurt's in the house over here, as always, because it is my house. It is. It is, it is your house. <laughs> we got Eric over here. And guess who else is here? Mark's in the house. Ah. Yeah. Marky Mark. You're going to hear Funky Mark bunch. a lot more on the podcast because yeah, Mark was gifted the Golden Arrow this oh, last weekend. He's special. <laughs> he's special. He's our resident in-house physician, too, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> he's not licensed or anything, but it's like, man, Mark, you're older than us. What happens? Does this rash look like something you had in your younger days and didn't die from? Let me get my scalpel and rubber gloves. Let's check it out. <laughs> Typically, Send people just did. bring things that are already dead to Mark, and then yeah. he... You know, makes them look alive. Well, I'm pretty dead inside, so I figure everything outside, too, is... Yeah. Well, you know. It's kind of hard to taxidermy your skin. Steve's got a lot of skin to move. <laughs> Speaking of a lot of got skin lot to of move, uh, our other sponsor, uh, Smith's Custom Meats, locally here, Vi- Viola, yeah. took, took in his last... Uh, they took their last deer in, uh, or deers, I should say. Last weekend. Uh, last No, the 19th. Uh, there was the last day they were taking them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not done working for the year, but... Uh, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, the, the money train stopped came, coming in, and uh, now it's time to go to work. He's done taking clients for the year? Yeah. Well, he's we still got money to make, though. Um, Darn as always, we don't really have to mention it every show. Brought to you by Creative Critters Text. And everybody marks in the house, as always. We have to say that because he's here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Kind of uh, obligated. I brought more money again, so they said my name. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of ran out. His, his sponsorship time clocked out for a couple episodes. But it's not like you need more. Yeah. Um, no, we, we were honestly <laughs> probably trying. To, we we're doing you a favor because yeah. you are overwhelmed. My with... freezer's full. We're good. <laughs> you ain't hurting for work, are you? No, 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 no. Busy. Episode fifty. It seems weird. Um, five zero five zero. We're kind of. I feel like we're so new. That is still new, but it's about a year. You know, fifty-two would be a year, a week. I mean, if we're animals, we're almost at breeding age. (laughs) 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 Getting a little weird. Um, I mean, not like human age, like one year is all right. Never mind. We'll just get right into it here. We don't really have to. Yeah, we don't have to. There's uh, nothing to do right now. Season is closed. The bows have come out for the fun. Yeah, well, you guys got to shoot uh, probably one of the coolest bows that. 
Yeah, yesterday was well, that was yesterday. Seems like yeah, a long seemed time like ago. it was a week ago. Well, I know. <laughs> yesterday, um, Eric and I went up to the Bone Shed in Ottawa, Illinois, and saw Tim and Poppy and all our good friends out there. Oh yeah, um, they had. The, actually, they didn't have it when we got there. They had gotten they it. It came in on the FedEx truck. Yeah, while we were there, the new really? Hoyt Carbon Defiant, the Bone Collector series. Edition. It's just got the Bone Collector limbs and I think the green it string green. on it. it. That thing's cool. I didn't really realize it. So you let a FedEx guy handle a bow before you? Well, he didn't know it was in the box. It technically Not that didn't special touch it. anymore. I, he has to know what's in the box when he's bringing well, stuff It to got him. there and Tim comes up. He's like, check this out. I'm like, like I didn't click. We were... Poppy was printing out a sight tape for my uh, Hogfather single pin sight, and we we're you know he had it in a like a hooter shooter type thing, and we we're he was me- doing all his measurements he had to do to make the sight tape, and uh, yeah, Tim walked up with that bow. You want to shoot this thing? This is a big deal right now, man. This is the first one I've touched. You know, talking about it, I'm like, <laughs> this oh. is the first one that anyone has. Yeah, I was like, well, let's do a video and we'll throw a couple arrows through it, and it's it's a nice bow. Like, I like it probably twice as much as my Carbon Spider. I really? would say, yeah, definitely. It's, it's fast. Yeah. Is it about sure. the same ATA or no? It's different carbon. This spider. was the 31. 30, I had 31. the 34-inch yeah. carbon spider last year, and they made a smaller version, okay. but I think it was a 30, carbon spider 30. But, yeah, this one was a 31. So, uh, which one do you shoot? <laughs> I know. I put We put that up on our Facebook page of me showing it off, whatever, and everyone's like, oh, Kurt's going back to his Hoyt roots. And I'm <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. I don't need to get another bow. I'm yeah. really happy with my Elite. Uh, I will say, though, if I had just had the money to just buy that thing, it wouldn't matter. I, I might, but I yeah. can't get rid of my Elite. Yep. There's like a list of people waiting for that bow, and we just got to shoot it right there and the, there. Yeah, so they got one. So they might have more today. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how fast they get them in, but if it's a new bow, it might take a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all those... Uh, uh, all the carbon, the carbon lines are going to be in. I waited five not, weeks for my bow last year, and I ordered it brand brand new. Obviously. Yeah, so I, I thought I heard maybe early to mid February, but yeah, why not? There's guys still waiting um, for elites. Yeah, I mean, elites, I, you know, plus so. I, you know, all these guys got all ready for ATA. I mean. You gotta remember, there's a lot of orders that are being filled at the archery trade oh, show. Oh, know? that's yeah. it's business. Is what that's they're doing. What it it's is. not it's just fun. These, no, yeah, you know? that's no, why that's, it's not open to the public. It's all these bow shops putting their orders in for the year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, I was surprised. Tim was a man. He got me mine after I ran my old one over <laughs> real quick. Yeah, you know, yeah. I always forget so about fast. that. You I, ran that thing yeah, over. I, I did. Shocked. I'm so used to like Mark just being a stud with that the old Hoyt. That I'm like, I always forget he got a new bow. I know. I had to practice up. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if Tim like strong armed anybody into getting it. He just beat uh, a bunch of people up. He probably, <laughs> probably sent Darren Christianberry some money or something. Or yeah. This guy up. threatened him. Yeah. Listen, Darren, you got two options. Um, we asked on Facebook. Let me find it. This is called the transition, by the way. The transition. Was that what that was? Yeah, we're going to do some uh, Facebook questions because you all on Facebook, uh, I, I don't think we thank our fans enough. You guys are the only reason why we do this. Um, yeah, dude, oh, dude, we've been getting some mad love again, and it's just, it's super cool, you know, reaching out to some of the people, we're checking to see if they're still listening, they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we still, we still follow you, and... Yeah, I did some messages, I messaged everyone that messaged us, and was like, hey, check it in, how's your bow season? <laughs> Turns out, everyone I messaged didn't have a really good bow season, yeah, but yeah, everyone else I had a great that. season. Yeah, yeah no, it's <laughs> not too good, lost my hunting property, you guys suck. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my bad. I think we had a good year, and then everyone else like, eh. El, El I don't Nino. want to talk about it. El Nino got us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's listening to us. Me and Eric are killing deer. They're like, God, screw these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to listen They quit listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like working class guys, screw that. They're like TV hunters. They hunt wherever they want. <laughs> yeah. So we asked, like, what questions um, we did this on Facebook and Instagram. Steve's a Twitter guy, and he's Slack, so don't bother contacting us on Twitter because Steve won't message you back. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, man. I think Twitter's dying. Steve's so busy in his life yeah. that, yeah. you know, he just, between putting Dude, I on Bone Collector sweatpants and I wasn't, in, I was not on Facebook or Twitter or anything. I was on any social media once today. Why are you on the podcast? Why do we have you here? If you know, you don't want to promote, you don't want to help us. It's too much. It's a burden on your life. <laughs> you know, because I got a seat. 
He thinks we're cool. He wants like, to hang out. Yeah, I want to hang out with these Put guys. the Arby's <laughs> roast beef sandwich down and no. talk to your people a little bit. If I have to choose Arby's <laughs> over you guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I think but we need to have an intervention let me get a number with one you and Arby's. Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You what? We need to have an intervention with you and Arby's. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, that's, when people, that's when people would never be in my life ever again. <laughs> and you would just see the small snippet. Steve died. He was thrown out of a car with Arby sauce on his face. <laughs> You drown in the Arby sauce. It just, just drown you. You just dump, jumped in a pool. All right, anyway, let's not talk about Arby's. We got questions. We got questions for the professional taxidermist over here. Ooh, taxidermist. Um, so we'll just we'll just run it from the top. Um, people just thought you could ask multiple questions. I don't know what this is a free for all. But uh, why not? More the merrier. I'm only kidding. Yeah. I'm only kidding. We love you, Scott Clarky. Clark. Clarky. Clarky. <laughs> you like that? Um, oh, he's from the Great White North. Yeah, he's a he's a good listener. Um, he's pretty active online, so thanks, buddy. Uh, he says what or asks what kind of maintenance on shoulder mounts to keep them looking great. Well, he did say it since he didn't ask it since there's no there's question no question there. mark behind so it. It more is a so statement. He, he made a statement. Yeah. He already knows the answer, which is weird for a polite <laughs> Canadian to just state a question. Oh, well, I would say the the best thing to do would be, um, you know, take them down off the wall and use compressed air. You know, if you have a compressor, you know, blow the blow the dust out of the hair and blow the whole deer off the rack and everything. If you don't have a compressor, sometimes you can use those uh, vacuum cleaners and make them, you know, turn them on blow instead of the suction cycle and, you know, blow them off. Or What kind of vacuum um, cleaners do you have? <laughs> <laughs> he probably saw one of those round globe ones, you know, those green ones that were like a globe that you could... I blow ducks, I blow turkeys, I blow <laughs> all kinds of stuff. <laughs> all kinds of animals. Yeah. So what, you just um, it just oil change every 30,000 days or something? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, basically just, you know, blow the dust out of them. They'll collect dust just like anything will. Um, and then uh, you can also get like a dog grooming brush. Like from, you know, Petco or whatever pet stores around you. And that's what we use to... Don't go to PetSmart. I went there to get a, uh-uh. um, a comb. And you can't get just like a cheap five dollar dog comb. Oh, really? Like they're all like integrated with like. Oh, yeah, they got some fancy razor. Yeah, blades. it's like I don't want to spend thirty five dollars on a comb <laughs> for my deer. for animals that are already dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The de shedding. Your pet will tool, love yeah. you. Well, it's not a pet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't love me because I killed it. Just use a lint roller on it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much uh, just you know. Blow, like I say, blow them off with the compressed air. Um, you know, don't get carried away and blast the living heck out of them. Blow the hair the wrong direction and mm-hmm. everything. You know, use your common sense and stay a little bit away, six, eight inches away or so. And then uh, groom them with the, with the dog brush. And uh, then uh, as far as the eyes, um, you could take a Q-tip with uh, Windex on it, clean the glass eyes. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't suggest using like lacquer thinner or acetone or anything like that. I mean, on my eyes you could because they're glass, but some eyes are acrylic, some are plastic, mm. and depending on what they use, you could actually cloud the eye or damage it. A so too Windex, harsh for the plastic. Yeah, yep. Windex would be the best thing. And uh, when you're doing that, just kind of do it lightly. Don't get it rubbing too hard on the eyelid area and stuff like that because you could rub <laughs> some of the paint off and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, other than that, uh, you know the nose. You could just obviously use just probably a wet rag, just lightly just damp, damp. You know, just make shine. Just dab back. on it. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as the antlers go, um, if they collect just regular dust, you could take a regular wet rag, just wipe the dust off them, let them dry. Um, if you're in a say you're by a fireplace or something, or or smokers live in the house, you could actually take lacquer thinner and put it on a rag and wipe the antlers down or acetone or mineral spirits or something like that that would that would take the staining off the antlers um and then um you could actually take uh liquid gold on a rag after you're done with that and wipe the antlers and it kind of gives it a sheen back it'll darken up the um you know around the burrs where all the 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 gnarly part down by the bases it'll darken up that coloration just a tiny bit but not too much to where it would be abnormal it gives the antlers a nice clean nice fresh sheen look to them so. kind of like wax for your car yeah yeah Put a nice um, fresh you could wax take a on it. toothbrush go 
you know, brush the ear hair in the direction of the patterns that it is and brush the dust out of there a little bit. Because once you blow it off with air, you're going to have to do some combing and grooming around mm-hmm. ears and face and stuff. So toothbrush, dog brush, around the muzzle and the eyes, toothbrush, nothing, no no wire brush, nothing too rough. What about um, if someone doesn't have, like, compressed air and some say someone has just, like, a microfiber, like a chamois or something like that? You think would it be okay to wipe it down with the pattern of the hair? Would that do a good enough job? You think to get yeah, the dust? Yeah, you could. You could do. Yeah, you could wipe it down if yeah if you don't have a dog grooming brush. I'm sure too. Like air. that. Would that air work for like your keyboard? You know, like that compressed air you can just buy in a can. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like you blow on the like you put the straw on it and blow your yeah. keyboard or your yeah. computer off. Yeah, that probably absolutely. Work. Yeah, I mean, I would think you know somebody's going to find a way to get compressed air of some sort mm-hmm. I and mean, something. I mean, you could even, you know. Steve has a whole uh, box of that, those little compressed air for electronics. He does whippets um, <laughs> with that stuff. And uh, yeah. if you don't know what that is, yeah. a whippet is, then you don't really need to know. But <laughs> even, a, even a hair dryer, you know, st- borrow oh, your wife's yeah. hair dryer and blow whippets. it and comb it while you're doing that. Um, the other you know thing that most people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you think I get through these podcast <laughs> episodes? It's a family show. <laughs> All right, kids. That's the safest way to. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whip it good. <laughs> but uh, another way, if you have like a fireplace, smoke damage, a wood burning stove, something in your house, another thing you can do is you take, uh, you know, those cans you can buy of the foam, the foaming spray that you spray like on your carpet or your car. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you spray mm-hmm. it on the floor and psh, it foams up and then you can vacuum it off. You can actually do that to the deer hair too. You know, it's going to get it wet and stuff like that. But that foam, it's amazing. It'll actually suck that dirt and bring it right to the top of the foam. And you'll see the actual dirt come out of the hair and end up being on top of the foam. And you just wipe it off from there? And then, yep, you can wipe it off from there with a towel and then go into your combing. I I have a question because um, since we're just talking about mount maintenance and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, this great segue here. Um, Chris Brackett put a post up on Facebook the other day. Um, like something, how many of you guys, I don't know what he, basically commenting that he had a shoulder mount in his bathroom. And I was reading through the comments on there. I was always under the impression, I have a skull mount in my bathroom, mm-hmm. but that the humidity it's from like showers and, and stuff. stuff like that yep. would, you know, cause it to fall apart or yeah, rot. Yeah, probably not a good idea. I wouldn't recommend that because, yeah, the moisture up and down so probably often. Probably that hide somehow, wouldn't it? Yeah, yep. Actually, well, think about it. You get your leather gloves or your leather boots wet. What's leather do when it gets wet? It swells. swells mm-hmm. And then when it dries, it shrinks, and it swells, and it shrinks, and it swells every time yeah. you take a shower. So basically, yeah, you're you're going to contribute to the skin cracking sooner around the eyes and lips and nose and and stuff like that. And I guess if you get it wet enough, eventually, you know, mold could start growing yeah. on, oh, you yeah. know, and then you're attracting bugs. And For sure. What about in a, um, like, an unfinished garage? Yeah. Um, garage, to be honest with you, I mean, there's taxi- there's a million taxidermy shops around the country mm-hmm. that are in garages. But finished and, garages, typically, right? right? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's fine because they don't usually have them in there forever. Um, if you have a heated garage, you know, one of those Resner heaters or whatever in your mm-hmm. garage, probably be better. Um, again, it's not the ideal place for a mount. It's going to do the same thing, you know. It's going to suck usually, the moisture in. It's usually garages are a lot more dustier than yeah, houses. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking summertime humidity. Like, yep. even though it's in the garage, it still gets still hot. Getting oh, humid. Yep. Yeah, still getting humid in there. Yep. If you've got an air conditioner and, you know, a window air conditioner in your garage. And it That'd stays, be like your house then. So yeah. You probably wouldn't have to worry y- about it. Yeah. And a heater, you'd probably be better off, but it's not the most ideal place for a month. That's, like, why I didn't put them in my garage because I'm always grinding on something. Right. There's yeah. dust flying but a million, everywhere. a million people do it. It. Plus, oh, yeah. you got bugs get into your garage a whole lot easier than they do in your house because you're out there working your garage. I got another open. quick question for you, too. Right. Talking about mount maintenance and all this stuff. Um, in the Midwest, we have time periods where the um, the Jap- not Japanese beetles, ladybugs get really bad. Oh, oh no, we they're, don't. They're in my, lying. They're, one, they, there's one still crawling around in here. <laughs> I have, it got warmer, and they'll come out, and you got I'm yeah. crawling around. Are those good? Are those a threat to mounts that you know of? Um, not that I know of. I don't, I'm not sure that they would eat them. 
Um, I guess I don't really know the answer if ladybugs would eat them because my house, I live out in the country and we get overwhelmed by them too. Yeah. And I have not seen any damage from them. Mm-hmm. I know they bite me. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just get a bunch of praying mantises and yeah. let them go nuts. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, just another little thing about it's not really cleaning, but if you ever do see uh, bugs or larvae, uh, you know, like there's the... Dermestid beetles are the main thing that will attack deer mounts and, you know, ducks and any mount in general. Um, They go looking for that little leftover meat that's in there. And basically, if you ever take your mounts down to clean them in like around the antler burrs or inside your ears, if you see these little dry shells of these little bugs that, you know, they actually, you know, I don't know what the word is, but they shed their skin, basically. Mm-hmm. And you'll find the little dry shells that look like little teeny tiny baby shrimp or whatever. Um, then you know you got domestic beetles, and they're, they are eating your mounts. But when you turn the lights on, they hide. They disappear. So they're they going inside that ear. They're going yep, something yep. like that. They wow. come out. Yeah. get rid of that. You'll see cut hair. Like, you'll look at the top of your deer, and you'll go to rub the top of it or brush it, and you'll be like, what's all this loose hair from? It's like it's shedding. Yep, yep. Really? Exactly. They'll, yep. They'll I have to that. check some of my mounts, man. That scares me. Yeah. So basically, the best way to deal with that is when you're cleaning your mount, the first thing I would probably do would be to get a big, giant garbage bag, put it around your put your whole deer in there as much as you can anyway. Leave the antlers out if you can't get them in there. And then get the uh, raid or anything that has pyrethrin. I believe, yeah, pyrethrin. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I was gonna say that right. Um, yeah, it's pyrethrin, and it's in it's a bug killing spray that you know, uh, dead bug Doug uses. You know, everybody in Illinois and Iowa, <laughs> dead, dead, dead bug. Yeah. Never heard of that. <laughs> there's, well, there's one. That's there's awesome. one in our town, so that's why I said that. But uh, you know, Steve's Iowa, writing Illinois, dead yeah. bug. <laughs> well, I can't even. All right, Steve's got taking notes. But um, any bug killer <laughs> company will use pyrethrin. And basically, mm. you just spray the can in the bag, you know, fog it is what you're doing. Seal that baby up. Leave it sit for a couple hours. You can leave it sit overnight if you want just to make sure. And that should kill the bugs. Mm, good so, tip, good tip. Okay, we'll get on. It. Next question. Um, Scott also asks, strangest thing Mark Mark's ever mounted? And then in uh, parentheses, taxidermy mounted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't Children's show, guys. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> the strangest thing. He's I've doing ever whippets mounted. at home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh, Well, I guess whippets. I'm going to have. You know what they're new... called? Yeah, the little things that you could. Yeah, you could do with, like, oh, with cool whip, too. <laughs> strangest right, thing you've ever mounted, Mark. Now we're huffing paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have a brand new strangest thing I've ever Ooh, mounted, uh-oh. thanks to Trevor Schmidt. Uh, well, <laughs> this is in the past. The so. Antler Doe. Check yeah. episode 48. Yeah. I think yep. so. Um, yep. Probably the weirdest thing I've ever mounted so far. Um, I don't know. Not you got another weird thing that I know that you got to work on still. Oh, yeah. Something, that, not, that pig? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be another one, too. A pot-bellied pig. That'll be interesting. Um, what? Yeah, somebody got a pot-bellied pig. Yeah, long that, story. Was, it, was that their like personal well, pet? I probably shouldn't say on air, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's legal. Guy, yeah, it was a pet. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, Porky, yeah, <laughs> Porky's yeah, back. They don't they don't make a form for that, so that should be enjoyable. Um, the weirdest thing. See, things aren't really that weird to me as it might be to everybody yeah, else because yeah. I'm kind of used to it. I've done. Oh, an odd thing that you don't get very often is a guy brought me, oh, a guy that owned a meat locker in Geneseo. It's no longer there anymore, but he brought me a big, long set of Texas Longhorns. And, you know, you had to actually polish and buff them. And the steps that went into that was Hmm. unbelievable. You can't imagine what it takes to make those things shine like glass. That's why they're so expensive when you see them online. Yeah, exactly. You can't just take a buffer to them and shine them out. No, you've got to sand it with this kind of grit, then go down finer, then go down finer, then go down finer. And I actually had to buy a special wheel for my grinder and get jeweler's rouge and put it on that paper wheel and then the jeweler's rouge going on that paper wheel, and you had to take the horns across that wheel, and it polishes them like glass. So wow. all wow. that work just to go on the front of a Ford Bronco. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question, um, unless you got more to add. Um, I guess I did kind of a pretty cool thing one time. A guy uh, said he was out shed hunting and got found a 
dead beaver that was hit by the side of the road mm-hmm. and got a salvage tag for it. And it was a great big one, 40, 50 pounds, something like that. Ugh, wow, yeah. that's crazy yeah. to get that big. Yeah, and brought it to me. And big beaver. he said, I got this great idea. I got an awesome stump where this beaver uh, on my hunting property has chewed a tree and it's fallen over and it's just barely holding on. And I said, oh, okay, cool. So I brought it over and... He sent me a picture first by a five-gallon bucket, and I'm like, dang, that's not just a little tree. This thing's a, this is <laughs> yeah, a, get in your basement. Yeah, it's a 12-inch diameter tree with a huge log coming <laughs> off the side of it. Stump. You it was kidding. sweet, though. The, I mean, it was barely hanging on now by that the beaver ate all that wood? Yeah. Yeah, like a chainsaw. Do they actually <laughs> eat the wood? Do the beaver, do they actually I, eat don't the I don't think, think they so. eat it, because usually there's a bunch of wood chippings yeah. around the log. Yeah, what a bunch of a-holes. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm that's sure that's they, just the bark. No one uh, likes the crust. I'm sure they... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they ingest some splinters, but you know. Oh, dude, um, can you imagine that? But anyway, long story short, you know, he got, you know, the form he wanted was standing up, like it was chewing on this log, and it was a little teeny tiny form that they uh, had in the supply catalog. So I had to blow it up to fit this great big giant beaver that he had. So I had to cut this form in twenty nine pieces. Twenty nine. Oh yeah, God. yeah. I, it was so bad I counted. <laughs> oh my! And God. How do you even put that back together? Yeah, it's like a memory, puzzle. Yeah. Did you like corner it out and then fill in the middle pieces and yep, put the edges on cut, the outside? You had to cut every leg in four sections, all four legs, the body, the head, everything. <laughs> I had to make a cast beaver tail because they're just all fatty and everything. So. I had to blow this thing up Whoa. from like a ten pound beaver to a forty pound beaver, and then do all that, you know, making it anatomically yeah. correct. And then I had to build this octag- big octagon base and put this dirt habitat on it. <laughs> <laughs> he threw, was getting ready to square up against. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I'll have to show you a picture sometime. It's it's if not my favorite mount, it's almost one of my favorite. Yeah, you see the picture. The, I'll put it up online. Yeah, yeah. Is that the longest time you've ever spent working on a beaver? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's debatable. For the, for, debate. for the show, yeah. <laughs> oh, more grump picture, man. Um, Andrew Smith. Hmm, Smith sounds familiar. Huh. What is the most common mistake in infield preparation of a hunter's trophy? Uh, the most common mistake. Would Can I take be, a guess? Can I yeah, take a guess? Yep. Cutting up too far on the. Exactly, and the first one don't count, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would tell you is if you're gutting a deer and you're thinking about have it, you know, have it mounted or whatever. As soon as you hit that cartilage at the end of the rib cage, stop. Do oh, not down that far, huh? Yep. Do not go up into the ribs with your saw and start cutting and into there because if I tell you to leave six inches behind the front shoulder, you'll leave me three. If I tell you know, so I always just tell everybody. Give me 12 inches. That way we don't have any problems because you could decide that you want a wall pedestal or something that takes more hide than just your standard shoulder mount. So basically the number one mistake would be cutting too far up or, you know, I don't really see people slitting the throats. You hear about that. So I wouldn't say that's number one. Um, Another thing is that, a lot of people might not think of, and, and I guess this would happen if you're going to mount a doe probably because most guys drag deer out by the antlers. But if you're going to mount a doe to go with a buck or something, a lot of guys will cut that tendon in the back leg there and use it as handles to drag uh, a doe by her yep, back legs. Yep. And they'll drag the deer out of the woods, feet for, well, back legs first. And all that's doing is deer have hollow hair. And that bends and breaks and brushing the hair the wrong way. When I shot my doe this year, I was, um, we were dragging it out. Steve was there to watch me drag it out. And then, (laughs) remember I rolled it over, you go, what's that? And I go, I was dragging her, see all the hair that's missing? There's a big bald spot on the side where I was dragging her. Yeah, because you were, you were dragging her right on the, uh, right on the edge of a, of a cornfield. So it was all like dirt. Dirt and grass. You know, and a lot of, yeah, I mean, but it was like pretty hard. And I was like, Steve wasn't helping you? Yeah, he so watched me. I was. If you're dragging I was your... there in... You know, I stopped us from getting stuck, okay? That's as much help as you need. <laughs> <laughs> he I held, had to get out, and the, the grass was up 
to my shins, okay? Oh, oh my man. goodness. How would you deal with that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so basically, yeah, don't drag your deer the wrong way. Even if it's a buck, try to keep the head up off the ground, the shoulders. Don't be dragging it across a bunch of gnarly logs. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you can avoid it, keep it out of water. Water will promote bacteria <laughs> growth unless it dies in a creek. Speaking for you, yeah, <laughs> speaking <laughs> experience. Or huh? a river, yeah. Derek Kilberg and, yeah, uh, and uh, you guys are good at that, huh? Yeah, we haven't got into that story yet. Yeah, that's a story for another podcast yeah. here. Um, so, and then, uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of guys will make the mistake of... They'll go home, they'll hang their deer upside down by the back legs and let oh, the antlers hang down by do the ground. We do that. And we did that with mine. Yeah. You can actually what'll happen is all the blood wants to run out of the mouth and the nose, the nostrils. Mm-hmm. And then that blood getting all in that hair around the mouth and the nose can actually make that hair slip because anytime you add blood, water, any kind of moisture, you're adding back a chance for bacteria to grow, mm-hmm. and that hair is so thin and fine mm-hmm. that it could actually slip out and go bald right there. So, um, But the worst part about that is I've had guys, um, they'll hang them upside down, and then they'll throw a bag of ice in their chest if it's a little bit warm out. We do all that. I know. <laughs> a lot of people do. It was, and I'll say I've done it before, too. And it was too. raining. Yep. Yep. So what happens is, and you should see some of the deer that come in. I've had yeah. some deer that come in. They look like cow heads and cow faces because that ice melts and it runs down and it gets underneath the skin and then just, I mean, the thing just balloons full of water. And then as I got it skinning it out on my countertop, I'm going through rolls and rolls and rolls of toilet, or not toilet paper, paper towels, drying (laughs) up all this water that's just pouring out of your deer skin. And it's basically soaking your deer and, you know. Try you know uh, you're gonna get bacteria growth. I'd, so I'd start charging people per paper towel square if they're gonna. Yeah do right. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. So the thing about that next time you're gonna get a buck mounted and it's upside down on a tree and That's you put right. a thing of ice in it, we're all guilty of it. Yep. But does it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I would. Yeah. I would <laughs> no, do that either. The worst thing that people will do with does is uh, some guys even bucks. You know, they'll take the rope and wrap it right around their neck and then lift them up in the tree with a rope tied, a noose tied around their neck. What do you think that's going to do to the hair? It's going to ruin it. So So you hang it by the front legs? Yes, if you're going to shoot a doe, doe, figure out how to hang it by the front legs. Um, A buck, obviously, hang it by the antlers. I I tie a rope around my deer's antlers, both antlers, and... have you just ever worried about them hands. breaking off? Have nope, you ever seen I've that never ever? had. I've done it with big deer, little deer, anything. Never but what had if you were to shoot a I'd be, buck, like, I'd be scared to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be terrified. Like last week well, think about what you know? they do with them. They yeah, bash the heck out of you. You know, if you get towards January and you're shooting bucks, you're not going to want to do that. They wouldn't see that video. The guy, there's a buck bedded down, and the guy draws on it. He shoots it in his backyard. Yeah, and as soon as that buck... Gets up, the antlers just fall right off. Oh, up. yeah, yep. I saw that the other day. Yeah, but they, they would have fallen off, though. If you're going to drag it out that late yeah. in the season, they would already yep. have fell off. Have you yep. ever seen yep. that footage of uh, Caleb Kiske from yep. Whitetail Freaks? <laughs> Shoots that deer. He's sitting there holding that, doing his interview, and the antlers pop, pop off yep. while he's doing his yeah, interview. knocked himself right in the face. Yeah, yep. he's like, oh. I mean, you, you can hang them upside down and put – well, you wouldn't need a bag of ice if it's cold enough. If it's freezing cold out, it's probably not going to be that big a deal. You probably don't really even need to hang it unless you're, you know, you don't want to put it on the ground. Yeah, but. I mean, the worst thing is to hang them, uh, you know, upside down when it's warm out and put ice in them. That's that's bad. Um, or they take a garden hose and oh my deer's all bloody, uh, blast it everywhere, <laughs> get the hair all well, wet. Well, I clean out the where the inside. Yeah, yeah and I mean, rinse it. I hang yeah. it off the back of my tailgate so the back legs are down, so yeah. it just runs out. There. And I'm I'm guilty. I, I've heard a million people tell me don't rinse the inside of your deer out with a garden hose. Really? And I do it every single why, time. Why? Why? Why do they say because that? Because the water promotes bacteria growth. Mm. Now, meat processor is going to be the guy that says don't do that. But as long as you keep it cold. It'll be fine. If you get temperatures where you're starting to get a little nervous, I wouldn't do it. You're better off hanging it in the shade, not in the sunlight, uh, in a garage blocked from the sunlight. And if it's that warm, do... You know, I know take you, it to your taxidermy. Yeah, I know you got to go back out hunting, but take care of your deer first. Yeah, that's true. If you want a mount, it's going to last yep. forever if you yep. work that hard for it. Yep. Um, Derek Kilberg, we, that name sounds familiar. Who's that know. guy? Who's that dude? Um, <laughs> Who's that dude? Um... <laughs> Rather mount deer, fish, or ducks? Um, I think it's would you rather is what yeah. he was trying to ask. I like doing deer, but 
a deer most of what I do. So I like ducks. Ducks pretty much my They're favorite. They're beautiful. Animal. Really, they are. They're so cool. You'd rather do a duck mount than a deer mount. And think about it. What can you do with a deer mount? You can only do so much. I can true. do 10,000 different leg and wing and head positions and poses with ducks. Until you mount a deer for Steve, and then you're going to be doing something wild. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Steve said, yeah. A folk He's band sing- full of does <laughs> with <laughs> antlers. He's going to be singing with a top hat on or something. No, I want, I want so. one where like, the, the, the deer's like just kind of showing teeth, but there's like a gold tooth. <laughs> this, the next question is from Jordan Hubinski. Um, is that another? Dude? We know another, that name. We know another. that name. What is it sad that all the people that ask questions we know we're on the show? <laughs> um, what are some tips to make antlers look good, like new again? Well, you, oh. yeah, you kind of touched on, on, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I got a better one though. I got a better oh. one. I, I had this experience. Yeah, with Mark. Kurt knows what I'm gonna say. If you got an old white, you know, faded set of antlers that are lost their luster, lost their color. There's an actual trick that <laughs> you can like do. Sounds like my dad. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he's old Steve. and white and lost his. You can go to, uh, like, uh, Lowe's, Menards, somewhere like that, and get a product that's called potassium permanganate. And basically what it is is it's something for your water softener. It's like an iron product or something. And basically it's a powder, and you bring that home. Oh, it is a powder. I, I've. I yeah. forgot. I yeah. So, it so like it's not going to kill you if you use it, though. No, no, uh-uh, no. <laughs> no, not like whippets. Um, <laughs> they so, won't kill you. This is the whippet episode. Besides <laughs> potassium, it's basically just banana yeah. powder. Episode uh, fifty. Steve does whippets. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you take just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of this powder and put it in, mix it with water, stir it up, and it's going to turn purple. And you're going to take freakishly a paint- purple. Yes, and you're going to take a paintbrush, and you're going to paint that on the whole entire antler. Let me say this though, real quick, before we continue. And I did this for my stepfather-in-law. That's the best way yeah. to put it. I'm doing. Okay. I did mount a couple skull mounts for him, and one was sun bleached, white as heck. And we're putting this bright purple stuff <laughs> on, and we're like, "Uh oh, it looks crazy." Uh-oh. Yep, and that's what I was going to say. And when you paint this on there, you're going to freak out. Because you think you just ruined your antlers. And basically, just give it a few minutes, and that purple is going to turn a nice, pretty color of brown when it starts to dry. Mm -hmm. So basically, you would start at the bases, brush, you know, get a one-inch junk paintbrush, chip brush from PharmaFleet, mix it up in a small cup, drinking cup, plastic drinking cup, whatever. But you can't imagine how little bit of powder it takes to mix with that water. I mean just a tiny, not even a quarter teaspoon. That's too much. Yeah. For that full cup, like yeah. a Dixie cup, like yeah. a red Dixie yep. cup? like a yeah. red Dixie cup. You just, I mean, you could reach in there with your index finger and thumb and pinch a tiny bit and mm-hmm. put it in that water. And that's and all it takes. Well, yep. That, that uh, jug or whatever you want to call it will probably last you. Oh, yeah. My lifetime. Forever. Yeah. 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 So you just put this, put the lean on the on the antlers and let it dry? Don't act yep. like, seriously answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, the so basically you paint it on there. And then let it dry and see what you think. If it's not dark enough, you do it again. You add more, if it's yeah. not dark enough, you add a little more to the cup. And then basically you could actually do, you know how they'll rub the ends of their tines and they're shinier. You just mm-hmm. do a little at the top. and you we know. did. That's what we did. We did it darker right. on the bottom, and then it's easy to fade it out because it goes on so subtle. Once yeah. If you do it little by little, yep. and it looks really natural. Yep. It's crazy. And then you just do more dark stuff down by the base where the pedicles are, where it's darker. It's also, Works the other way, too, though. Elk, and I know why Jordan's right. asking that question. Oh, does he have a deer yeah. wants you to work He's on? He's got an elk. I think his grandpa, I believe. Oh, really? Shot a set of elk antlers, and he sent me a picture one time. Well, elk are pretty much all one color for the most part, aren't they? No, no not no, always. Not really? no. uh-uh. Actually, they're darker than whitetails, too, usually. Yeah, I've seen them with their tips white they're, and stuff yeah, like that. They can be polished like bone white, yeah. Well, I, tips. the mount I did, and we finished it at your shop, Mark. Remember, the because ba- I had it as a skull mount, and we boiled, and the oh, base yeah. is really light. And what we did is we lacquered, like, do we do like a dark brown paint and we mix it with yep. lacquer and yep. then I dabbed it on and you, you taught me how to do that and it, it looks awesome. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to get into is there's there's another way you can actually get oil paints and then you have to like put them out on a paper plate, little dab here on the paper plate, browns, you use grays and different colors and you mix them with lacquer thinner and, and, and brush that on and dab that on. 
but I would not suggest that just you know, average Joe does that. Mm-hmm. It's a technique that's pretty tough, and you you basically want to take that to your taxidermist. So there's yeah. a couple ways. You know, that's how I fix broken tines, too, is I'll use the, instead of the potassium permanganate, I'll use oil paints thinned with lacquer thinner or, you know, some other kind of thinner and brush if them If you're on. in doubt with yourself, just pay a professional to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you can mess them up. Now, would you do any of those services? Say, like you know, someone who's listening has has some of these mounts, and they're like, "Hey, Mark, I uh, I just don't feel like, you know, I think I'll mess something up." Would could they bring them into you, and you could oh, do yeah. it for them? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Full yeah, I do all shop. kinds of different stuff. Yep. Or guys will have old mounts that I redo, and the hide's no good, and we start over and buy a new cape, and the antlers are real chalky or white. Or you could take a pair of sheds that you found. That you're like, man, that'd be cool if they weren't so white Bleach. and chalky. Right. Yeah. You could just put a little potassium permanganate on there, and man, they look just like brand new. Do you think Eric should put some of that potassium pragmatic <laughs> stuff on his uh, on his bucks antlers they shot this year? Uh, make them black. No, no. <laughs> For how his dark are, they are. His has already been done. Yeah. <laughs> Those are almost Copenhagen candy. I think I need to put black. a little of that in my beard and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's buck fell in a tank full of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's what happened. <laughs> yep. God, that deer They're unnaturally dark in a yeah. weird way. They're yep. like Canadian whitetail dark. Yeah. Is there a lot of pine trees out there? There's no. a lot of times, no? A lot of the times. Sap will darken They'll right. run on them, rub on them pine trees, and that sap will stain their antlers dark like that. Probably rubbing on old telephone poles, man. But well, it's a, it could yeah, be a genetic thing, too. I mean, he could have a creosote. A real dark cape. Railroad ties. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Soaked yeah. with creosote. Because I got, yeah. you know, like another interesting thing is deer have different levels of melanism in it. Oh, yeah. And so their, their hides can be dark. You know, you get an albino. It has hardly no melanism. You know, you see every once in a while, you'll see on a hunting show or in an article, there's a deer that almost looks dark, dark brown or black. Black almost. It's got so much melanism. Well, you look around in my living room and see all the mounts, you can just, everyone's a different shade. Like, I have one mountain that's, like, red. Yeah. You know, you can just tell in here between these two. There's three mounts in here. I mean, I don't look at that one. I don't know. They're all pretty. Oh, this guy's (laughs) really light right here above Steve. He's got a real light height on him. Um Last question. Favorite mount that you have done? Did we kind of go over that already? Um, nah, just oh, we did strangest weirdest thing. thing. Yeah. Um, you kind of answered that. You favorite the- mount? I, I would say it's a tie probably between the gnawing beaver and the last whitetail pedestal mount that I did. Mm. Oh, the one uh, of the, the, the cornfield corn. one. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Whenever anybody asks me about, you know, uh, well, I'll tell them about you, and they're like, "Oh, see, pretty good." That's the first picture I pull up is that yeah, is that pedestal yeah. mount because yeah, I that thing t- was awesome. I should take that one to a show. That would do real well in the show. I yeah, think. yeah. And you you made nice the pedestal, piece. right? I did not. A, a customer oh, okay. made that, but we had a long talk about it and how to you know how to do it and what would be design ideas. And then he took his own sheds and went around the base. But I made a real nice one like that out of old uh, barn board wood for a turkey strutting turkey, and I had cornfield for that too but it was actually picked corn so it was just the stalks like the turkey was walking down the down the row of picked corn oh, so that right. would probably be another one i'll have to show you guys those pictures was that real corn on the pedestal mount you did yeah is it yep. just it just stays dry i had actually yeah. preserve it i, say, I asked yeah. him and he, was, yeah did he preserve that or how does he do it <clears throat> yeah it actually got dried for a long time in my shop first and then i used siliconized acrylic caulk and thinned it down with water and put it in a spray bottle. <laughs> Holy sprayed crap, it. Man. Yeah. How many taxidermists put that stuff out there and don't preserve it? Yeah, a lot, and that's why it gets bugs. Even just regular wood. You bring a piece of wood in from out in your yard that falls out of your tree, mm-hmm. and bugs can get in it. You know, Cedar is one of the woods that bugs won't get in because it smells so strong, and they don't oh, like really? the smell of it. So you should. <laughs> yeah, that's why people used to have the cedar uh uh, like closets and stuff like that. Yes. Or like cedar yes. shake out of shingles. Yeah. Yeah, in the closet, you're right. It keep moth, moths away and stuff like that so it wouldn't eat their clothes. Lots of people line their closets with cedar. So you should seal it or, you know, use the proper wood, cedar in general, and some other woods. But um, So, yeah, probably the turkey and, the, and that cornfield deer. If you go on my Instagram, you can see the cornfield deer. I don't have the turkey one up there, but... 
We'll, we'll, I feel like there's a uh, lot we'll of pictures it. you don't have on I got there a yet. million pictures on my computer I need to load up on that stuff, dude. I just never have time. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to hire you, Eric. You're the man. <laughs> I do have time. The picture, dude, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Let's let's. Uh, I want to hit Mark with some rapid-fire questions. Oh, okay. And then we're going to get on to the other topic we want to talk about. And I just want to point out, Steve has been very silent this episode, right? He's, he's kind of sitting there. Just... Steve's just kind of, you're being, I don't like you right now. I want Steve, he's just looking around the whole time. I want Steve to say crazy stuff at random on the podcast, and it, I it, I ran out of whippets. What are you doing? <laughs> Take us somewhere else. You guys only gave me three cans of Cool Whip. I crushed yeah. two of I'm them. I'm like, for you. I'm like, God, he interrupts us and takes it off, and I'm like, oh, it's yeah, gone, and I miss it. Yeah, when he doesn't no, do it, you right. hate him for it, but when he Bring doesn't it do it, no, but it's you know because you know you're hearing all this stuff, and it's just like. You know, whenever Mark's talking, it's like, dude, you just got to listen because, like, you're going to learn something. <laughs> should I throw, take a, it all should in. I throw a wrestling reference? Throw one sure. in there. <laughs> throw one in there. Sure. <laughs> I did a Stone Cold Stunner on a beaver one time. It was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> should have yeah. been, been there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he scared that beaver. How, scared how off did she deer. respond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, rapid funny. fire questions, Mark. Can't look up here at the monitor okay. behind me. All right. Close your eyes. You've heard these yeah. before. Yeah. Favorite camo? Uh, you know, that's funny I, when you guys talk about this. Uh, I really don't have one, per se, and I don't really argue back and forth. What are you wearing right now? Don't, um, it looks like a... Advantage <laughs> Timber. Oh. Um, actually, my favorite is the uh, camo that I got for its mossy oak tree stand. Because it's got a lot of the white and gray patterns oh, in it yeah, to where yeah. you're, you know, you look up in a tree and you see daylight and you see space. Yeah, and, yeah. That is um, a good pattern. That is yeah, a good pattern. Yeah, it is. It's Mossy Oak uh, Bottomlands? No, it was uh, the old school looking one. What it was that Forest called? Forest Floor? Oh, I don't know. Look it up. Pull it up. They just came out with it. Oh, really? No, no, I don't think it's been around for It's badass. Really? My yeah. old Hoyt had forest floor on it, and that was a cool pattern, too. Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm oh not, really? Yeah, I'm not into the greens. I don't like the well, extra greens and all that stuff. I know it has its place, but just to me, I'm more into the browns the, uh, stuff. The Sitka and, like, that's a great pattern because it's, like, digitized. Like, yeah. the QU, that's a great pattern. The QU that Steve had on that. Uh, review on that bow the other day. I was like drooling. Yeah, yeah. That's cool I stuff. Like you should have waited to buy the bow. I didn't think I'd like that because on on Elite's website you can't really tell. Yeah, you well, know, you thing look is, at Kuyu. You know, you look at the camo, but seeing it on a bow is like another. It thing. makes a big difference. Like another big difference for me. Um, Stormy Hardwoods camo obsession bows uses uh, Stormy Hardwoods, oh, yeah. and in my opinion, it looks kind of corny mm-hmm. when it's not like if you just see the the spread out online and just flat like what the pattern looks like. Yeah. But when you wrap it and stuff, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. Mossyog Bottomland. Oh, I was right. Is, I is it bottom? Right? I thought that was the. Uh, I thought Bottomland was the. I don't know. No, it's it's like the old school but, tree okay. bark. Tyler uh, Jordan or Jordan depends yeah. where you're from. Um, <laughs> he put a picture up of. Bill's first pattern from oh, Realtree. Oh, and I comment yeah. on it. I'm like, bring it back, please. Mm, Just yeah. bring it back. Because when we get our working class hoodies and stuff printed, you will not see a modern camo pattern. Yeah. No. It will be not. like tree no. bark. Cool. Old yeah, old what old trees stuff. looked like in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since they look so different from today. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. I know. Well, like, you know, everything's in HD, so the deer's vision are in HD, yeah. too. You know, you got to. They, yeah. upgrade, they upgrade with the times, too. Yeah, Do you remember the old Realtree commercials when they had the orange signs HD and it had a, oh, a guy yeah. sitting with like a turkey gun? Yep, that sure was like did. the most mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, like, like, oh, I can't even see that guy. Yeah. Oh man, I want to. Yep. I got to find that commercial and just yeah. watch it. Is that girl talking about the camo? Yep. Um, is she hot? Favorite bow brand? <laughs> favorite? Oh, it's Elite. I, you know, this is an arm <laughs> twister for me. It was Hoyt my whole life, and I would, I wouldn't say that I'll never shoot a Hoyt again. But I am telling you what, I've shot quite a few bows, and there is not a draw cycle that I have ever drawn on my any bow like the Hoyt Elite Synergy. Yep. And I'm not BSing. I'm not in. You're not sponsored by him. No, I just got the thing. And you like what you like, man. That's why I bought it. Yep. yep. It's easy to draw. It's not fast. I have a short Who got you drawing. into Elite? Um, that guy named Kurt, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I always, it's funny, guy. too, because I always that used to guy. see the commercials Mike Strother and all them guys take yep. the shootability challenge. And I just never really paid attention because I was in love with Hoyt. Yeah, you get stuck. Shot him my yeah. whole life. Well, you made that comment when Which one do our you buddy shoot? Derek commented on me <laughs> shooting that uh, Hoyt, that Carbon Defiant, yesterday. Oh, yeah. And um, 
Well, Kurt, go back to his roots, and I like the comment you made. It's kind of hard to have roots in the archer world when everything is so good. Yeah. Didn't you, you said that, uh, didn't you? I don't think oh, it might have been Trevor. It might have like been Trevor. I don't think it was that, yeah. Um, second favorite bow brand. Second favorite bow. I'll have to go with the Hoyt. There. Hoyt, okay. Yep. Um, Third favorite bow brand. Ooh, Third? Yeah. Well, let's keep you on going. What? Keep yeah. it going. You know what? Um, what's that one I was watching last night that uh, Jim Burnworth shoots? Is it Bowtech? He shoots a Bowtech, I believe. I'd like to like at least check those out because yeah. he... I mean, I watched some YouTube videos, and what he was talking stud, about, he a is a stud. He's a brainiac. That guy studies everything. He's basically a scientist almost. Yeah. You know, there, there's and a, I, so a lot of what he was saying in the videos that he breaks it down 9,000 feet per second. What's frames per second and videotapes everything, mm. and what he was saying made a lot of sense. So I have personally never shot one. I, I shot a either. couple of them. I, I never have. I, I shot them every time I've been to ATA. They do the big unveiling for the, the Bowtech booth, and mm-hmm. you know I I like them. I do like them. Yeah. The, the They're very them, patriotic. None of them are bad. You know, like. I would shoot one. I'm not saying they're the neatest looking bow. I, I said as far as third, it, it would be something Shootability that I would be interested in. You um, know, shooting and seeing what it's like. Do you want to? You guys want to know a bow brand that we've slept on? That I I, I had the chance to shoot to shoot a couple. I can't remember what they are, but bear. I love I, bear like, bows. Bear bows. I, I you know I. You don't see them a whole lot. I mean, you know, they got uh, Pigman, who's mm-hmm. they're around, you know, but they're form. they're at. Like Gainer Mountain carries bear. Like yeah. bigger box stores carry mm-hmm. yeah, bear but, archery. Dude, I, I remember the the bow I shot. This guy set me up on it, and I drew this thing back and shot it. I was like, man, you can't be kidding me. This is a nice bow. One I've of never, our buddies, Chris, had a bear arena, and oh, he's like, yeah, dude, I love this bow. One. And that dude's an archery, you know, a you know, freak. To me, yeah. when I look at the risers, they almost look like they're poured. Instead of a cast, mill, yeah, cast. Almost like cast. Some are, and is, are they? Are oh, I, I mean, I'm sure in some Hoyt. Yeah. I think some of the lower. I don't know about any more. Right. But like my buddy has a Hoyt Powerhawk, mm-hmm. and that's a cast riser. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think anymore with so many all the machines they have, they can just zing these things out yeah. like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Ain't nothing to it. Um. Yeah. What, uh, speaking of the the bows, like I'll shoot a bow and see what it feels like, mm-hmm. and then. I can judge the looks. Like, yeah, we, uh, we said the other episode. Like, we shot the G five prime, prime, prime. Yeah, that was very comparable to my synergy. I thought really, yep. you and know. I've looked at that one too. It's kind of kind of crazy. My old neighbor used to have one, and it's the two cam one, right? Yep. Yeah, but yeah. I heard that that bow two years ago. We were talking to uh, somebody yesterday about him. And like, he asked, he's like, "Did you shoot that bow?" And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that bow has came a long way. Two years ago did not feel it was that rough. way. Oh, really? Yeah. It was rough, okay. they said. Okay. Um, but I loved it, too. Backstrap or jerky? Ooh. Uh, Got to go backstrap. <laughs> I love jerky, though. <laughs> <laughs> morning or afternoon hunts? Oh, uh, I'm going to disagree with everybody. I am a morning guy. Oh, and yeah. And the best, and the reason why I always argue more this with everybody. Good boy. I'll tell you, I go at night, and if I'm a deer, this is what I'm thinking in the afternoon. I'm laying there. I'm just going to lay on my belly until it gets dark. Then I'm going to yeah. get up. When I'm going out all night long looking for chicks. Like I'm we do. Sh- yeah. Like we <laughs> do. Like we do. That's what we do. That's I why sh- we have this mindset, yeah. you know? Yeah, because <laughs> I- I've always picked up women in the morning at bars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess two in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> See, you have. Uh, so uh. when you stroll back home in the morning, you're a little lackadaisical about getting back to bed. So I'm still, uh, and I think it has a lot to do with the place I hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the way that is. Yeah. I mean, well, I, where I hunt, the the deer, you know, most of them bed next door and across the way. They don't really bed. I don't have a mm-hmm. lot of timber at all, so I'll be in the tree, and I know what these bucks do. I've I've got them figured out. They'll go. They'll bed down before it gets light out. Then they'll lay on their bellies for a couple hours. They'll let the does go bed down, and then okay, the rut's going. It's time to get up and go travel and start checking doe bedding areas. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, I used to tell my son when he was young all the time, Dad, this is boring. I want to go home. Dad, I want to go home. We've sat here for this long in the morning already. There ain't nothing coming. And I tell him, sit still. Sit still. <laughs> Trust me. Just wait. Yeah. It's 8.30. You watch. There will be a deer come by at 8.30, and there will be a deer come by at 10 o'clock. And every time, first two deer he ever shot in his life, 8.30 and 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I said, see, I told you. you know your property, your property is a run-through property. It is. You know, they're running from one spot to the other. Yep. It's, but you. I would have that figured out, too, when I just work in my basement. I can see the whole property from, yeah, right, from, yeah. from my back window. Pretty good, pretty good eye on it. Yeah, it helps. Um, where are we at? Typical or non-typical deer? 
Oh, non-typical. I just haven't never really shot it. Like I've a, shot one crazy. pretty nice non-typical. It's that got one's 12 cool. points on one side and six on the other. But, yeah, non-typical is cool. Hang on or ladder stands? Uh, I'm a hang on guy, even uh, though I I use more ladder stands, though, because I hunt with my dad, and he's getting a little bit older. That makes and, sense. And I ain't yeah. lying. I'm getting a little older, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it easy. It as nimble yeah. as you were. Yeah. It's easy to get up in them, but I love getting way up in a tree and being feel hidden. Yeah. Yep. You they don't hidden. see me. This is, I know this answer. I don't even know why I had this answer. It's just a good time. Beer or liquor? What? Beer or liquor? Beer oh. or liquor. Liquor. Um, I would have to say liquor because beer, too many beers is just ugh, for me. Yeah. yeah. Mix some yeah. J- rum, rum and Coke. Or would you like a Coke. Shirley Temple? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> In the old days, it would have probably been beer. <laughs> um, shout well, out to Poppy. These are your old drinking days. Shirley yeah. Temples all Poppy, day long. And Poppy's drinking yeah. Shirley Temple. What? Is it, Poppy doesn't drink? Shirley <laughs> Temples. We'll have to tell uh, you about it. It's an inside joke. Yeah. We yeah. get. We give Poppy a little crap. We have Poppy at the bone shed. <laughs> Greatest dude. That guy can tune a bow. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, talk yeah. about that for about yeah, two seconds because we're going to we're gonna have him on. And I that, he can, he I can do little, anything to a bow. Yeah, that guy is crazy poppy. good. I got a little Poppy does. story. I went, got my new Synergy, mm-hmm. brought it home. Started, at the bone shed. Yep, at the bone shed. And uh, Poppy set it up. Tim told me, hey, Poppy's got all ready for you. To, for you or, yeah, got it ready for you to go when you get up here. So... I got it, shot it there, you know, got my HHA dialed in, brought it home, started shooting at 50 yards, and I'm starting to see my arrows, my veins wobble. My arrows aren't flying that true. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what's going on? So, you know, I go back up there with my dad when he got his, and I told Poppy, I'm like, dude, man, my bow's not shooting that great. I said, you know, my arrows are kind of doing the swirl. He's like, all right. So he takes a look at it, puts it in the bow vise. He's like, he looks over at me, he goes, you're probably shooting pretty good groups, though, aren't you? I'm like, actually, yeah, I am, but I cannot stand watching my arrows do circles, Wobble, dude. Wobble, yeah. Yeah, ain't no way. That's got to be better. Yeah. So he's like, all right. So then I turn and look, and I start talking to my dad about his bow. I turn and look at Poppy. He took my rest off, and he's got it on this little jig. And I go over, and I go, is that a second and third axis jig? He's like, yep. And I go, really? okay. So I just stood there and watched him. And he tweaked with it here, tweaked with it there, put it back on, took it home, shoots lights out. I'm like, yeah. Poppy's the man. He is the man. He, yeah, he's well, uh, crazy. I remember he, when you said he said like he set up Eric's bow and because I, I I went up there the day after you guys went up. I, I went up on a Saturday. Just me and Amy wanted to go, and you know I go up and uh, Poppy's there. He goes, Yeah, Kurt and Eric were here. What? He goes, Yeah, they were here yesterday. He goes, Eric bought a bow. I go, yeah, we're not talking about the same Kurt and Eric. He goes, yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) So I was talking to you about it, and you're like, dude, Poppy had him shooting bullet holes. Oh, man. We we went up there to hang out, and we were were playing, you know, shooting and stuff. And um, Nick, he doesn't work there, but he's just always with the bone collector. He's always there. He should work there. (laughs) He he basically – I, I lost my train of thought. Steve's pointing at me. No, um, I'm not. My headphones are going out. His this bow is my was... second pair of headphones that have gone out this episode. <laughs> it might be your little adapter there. Um, we were we were shooting tournament or tournament. We were playing a little game. I'm all clustered because Steve's over here trying to figure stuff out. He got me thinking about weird stuff. Somebody kicked his bow over. He had it on the ground, yep. and um, it smacks the concrete and. It just didn't sound good. You know this expensive. It's a nitrum podium. Nitrum podium. Podium yeah. X. Yeah, with the is all is that nitrum podium? I don't think that's correct. Or no, the Hoyt podium. Sorry, um, just the podium. podium. You're in the ballpark. You guys are saying podium. All I'm thinking about is Police Academy. But I watched that, Poppy it had that fancy red finish on it and everything. Oh, it was and... awesome. And it, nothing happened. It was a little off, I think. But we sat there and watched Poppy put it, just check it over, and his rest was a little off or something. And I watched them guys tune that thing back in to where it was at. It, it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's crazy what he's they can good. Do. I'll tell you, he can just little, look at it and tell you what's wrong with it. Like yeah, what's going on? Another little snippet just for guys that are listening. Actually, this could help you. Um, I Tim told me, you know, hey, I'll show you what it does. Shot it through paper, perfect bullet hole. This was before I had him do the, you know, second adjustment. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, yeah, you know, when I came back, he's like, yeah, but we just shot one arrow through paper that day, and you saw the perfect bullet hole. He goes, you should actually, he goes, we actually paper tune every arrow that we shoot. He mm-hmm. goes, 
you put it on, you shoot it. If it's not a perfect tear, rotate your arrow, turn one vein up one more, you know, your cock vein up one more, shoot it again. Mm -hmm. If it's not a perfect bullet hole, turn it one more time while it's on your string, shoot it again. He goes, you actually have to tune every individual arrow that you shoot and paper tune according to your bow. So I went home and I numbered all my veins, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> and I started shooting them, and I had two arrows that would hit at 50 yards in the bulls every time, and then I had two that were always three inches high. And I figured out finally by numbering them that they're 100% right. I started it's turning crazy. my veins, boom, 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 all four of them in the bulls at 50. I'm like, unbelievable. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you, you know what? That you know, you tell that so humbly, but Tim told me when he told you about tuning your arrows, you went nuts about it. You couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, amazing. I, like, man. I heard a I, different version. It's crazy how much like, that little bit can well, help. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And that's what I said. I'm like, you serious? I mean, Just by I know, turning your vein one yeah, more. Yeah, one more. He's like, and then I started thinking about it when I got home. I'm like, I started looking at my veins of my old arrows. And I'm like, if you look at the gap between the veins, they're sometimes off. they're not exactly the same. Yeah. The gap is different. Or so you get one that one that's be... just off a little bit more yep. forward or backwards. Yep, yep. And I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. But at first I was like, what? Seriously, that much? <laughs> and then I started watching this Jim Burnworth thing the other day, and your spine alignment on your arrows. I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but when he t makes his arrows, he actually cuts the arrow shaft to length. No veins, <clears throat> no inserts, no knocks, nothing on them. Mm -hmm. He'll take and actually plug the ends with something and then put them in a little thing of water and watch them float. And your arrow where your spine... Where is weak or yep, whatever? Well, it'll go it will come go to the top. top. It'll go to yep. the top. Yeah. And that's where you should put your cock vein on, and you should do that with every single arrow because they all will fly the same. Who was way. telling me? It might have been Gene. Who the heck thinks of that? I know. That you know is, I mean? That's amazing. Come that's on. extensive. <laughs> Yeah. Gene was telling me he cuts, I think it was Gene. Yeah, cut, cut, yeah, go ahead. Cuts carbon off each end of the arrow yep. for, I can't remember what his reasoning was. It depends tuning on, issues, right? Yeah, where the weave starts and stops and your oh. seams at and everything. A lot of people do that. Plus, you never know when you get your arrow from the factory. They just whop, 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 chop yeah. them out. Even if you pay a lot of money for them. Well, you should actually you know sand or grind each end so cutting both ends and starting fresh and using an arrow tool to sand the ends flush is a great idea before you put veins or anything on them so um we're getting short on time we'll ask you we've got two more questions we'll okay. make these quick what's your dream hunt we didn't have time to talk about what uh, we're going to talk about which is fine but okay this well i'll try and make this short um short and sweet I, Mark. yeah i uh i i always want to go hunt the elk and the red stag because of the bugles and the roars but I'm different than everybody else, I think. I want to go on a bighorn ram. Yeah, that would be, that'd be Dude, an adventure. That's legit horn right there. Deer don't have horns. Deer <laughs> yeah. have antlers. Yeah. Well, it depends oh, on where yeah. you're from. You can cut that <laughs> thing off and sing a tune with yeah. it. I <laughs> wish I had the sound bit from Saturday Night Live when Will Ferrell goes, Oh, look, a bighorn. <laughs> you don't even blink, do you? You know what I'm talking about? When yeah. he's in that car and yep. he's feeding it. Oh. Uh, who let those dogs out? Who let those little dogs go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Kurt took us to Steve Land. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, no. <laughs> Eva yeah. Shockey or Tiffany Lukowski? Oh, dude, those are my two favorites. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. tough. Well, it's not getting the details. You just got to pick one. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, God. I'm going to go... It's like a stepbrother's question yeah, in the interview. I'm going to give a two-part answer, <laughs> part A and part B. Okay. Um, part A and yeah. part... <laughs> yeah, I can't part A and one. part two. Yeah, Mark, this is one, I know. one. Okay. one or the other. Okay. It's a rapid fire. Okay, Eva. Okay, Eva. Okay. Oh, All right, there you go. I kind of want to know what part yeah. one and part two part is. Part one... Tiffany, because then I get to hunt their beautiful land in Iowa. <laughs> and Eva, because she's a little bit younger and maybe a little bit prettier. Hope that Tiffany Ooh. don't hear that. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Maybe I was going to say, I hope bit. Tiffany she's don't hear that. Because I love Tiffany. So, and Lee, of course, but <laughs> they're two of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> we had another agenda, but we just got so carried away in conversation. You know, that's just Mark's such a good talker that, and so gonna, full of knowledge. That's, gonna, that's just <laughs> completely fine. Yeah. Steve, you want to add something? You're awful quiet today. I, I'm you having a good day. I, I don't know. <laughs> You're having an off day, in my I, opinion. Dude, I thought, you know, I thought we would uh, He is Mark perky, do. though. He's not, like, over there sleeping or yeah. anything. He's just you are, hanging out. He's yeah. tuned in, You're like the listeners. Yeah, you're tuned in like a arrow that Poppy handled. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is episode 50. We could make it go a little longer and talk about what we did want to talk about. Yeah. We could do that. Or um, is that what you were going to say? Or we could just do a part two. Or we can make it go longer. I don't make know. Make it go a little longer. Screw it. It's our podcast. Yeah, we let's do, do it. Heck uh, we want. Do what we want. Fine. Let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this then, because since we have you here, okay. Um, and uh, you got the article pulled up. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Uh, we I'll did grab want it to... while you talk. Okay. <clears throat> Silence. Okay. I'll oh no. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, no, I, I hear We're you. All no, it's it, it's it's up. technical. It's it's a technical thing. I can't read and talk at the same time. You can't. Obviously, <laughs> so that's why I can't read Obviously aloud not. in class. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have to shelf this just so we can actually bring you guys this episode because eh, sometimes you only get limited amount of. Uh, we had, we'll, we'll have to keep it around an hour. That's what we'll have to do. Yeah. Our, li- our listener studies tell us an hour is the best episode. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's it. Our is that what they say? Um, yeah, you know we're all uh, four feedbacks. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually gonna. Yeah, we'll probably just go ahead and end there. Um, we'll, we'll we'll pick this up with a part two. Mark, we'll get you back in. Sounds good. Um, a little bit closer to Valentine's Day. We want to talk about maybe shed uh, shed hunting. No, we'll do it before Valentine's Day because I'm going to be sh- I shed hunt before Valentine's Day. Oh, Damn. absolutely. Oh yeah, February. Yeah, they're already starting to drop here. Yeah. They've been dropping for. Three I'm, weeks I'm now. In, some of them. I'm in the <laughs> middle of shed hunting. I shot one. <laughs> yeah. Eric knows. Um, episode 50, the end got a little awkward. We weren't sure what we were going to do. Everyone's looking at each other. Thanks for listening. 50 episodes. Holy moly. Thanks for everyone um, that was here for us. We got another episode tomorrow. Um, there might be a handful of episodes coming You know, every week for who knows how long. We'll, uh, we'll see. We I got, hope every week. We got good guests <laughs> lined up. Pay attention. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Mark, you want to sign us off? Yeah. Thanks for the golden arrow. I appreciate everything you guys have done. And go shoot your butt. Ah, there oh, goes. yeah. <laughs> You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.